0: Romans chapter 3, and we'll get there in a few minutes. Uh, uh, allow me one little joke, if you will. We all like uh, commercials that say the new and improved version. Well, he uh, asked me a week or so to speak to you tonight, and this past week, as I've been putting this together, I've done preach this message about three or four times. So, uh, this is the new and improved, we hope. Anyway. But if you will, I'm going to come back to Isaiah chapter 40 for just one quick minute, and then we'll get back into Romans, if you will. But it says, To whom then will you liken me? This is uh, God talking to Isaiah. Or who shall be equal? Uh, <clears throat> or shall I be equal? Saith the Lord. And let us pray, if you will. Our gracious Heavenly Father. Lord, hide us behind the cross. Speak through the lips of clay this evening. Lord, the very words that You have said. Forgive us of our sin. Lord, cleanse us from all unrighteousness this evening. Lord, we just thank You for the service, for the songs that have been sung, the testimonies that have been given. Lord, once again, we just ask that You just be with us. Uh, Lord, let Your Holy Spirit have control of the service. From blessed we ask, in Jesus' name and in Thy will, and Amen. Uh, as we've done prayer requests uh, a minute ago, there was any number of you guys, and I know a lot of hands went up for unspoken requests or for lost loved ones. Uh, matter of fact, I have a special uh, request, if you will, uh, this evening a lady up at uh, Smithers, up at Campbell Memorial, uh, Mrs. Edelman. Uh, She's 87 years old, I believe it is, and uh, they took her this afternoon to uh, uh, Montgomery General Hospital. She has pneumonia and a few other things going on. She's had breathing problems for a couple of years now, and I just ask you remember her in your prayers uh, this evening. But uh, the question here is, ask, uh, who do you like an, unto me? Uh, who uh, is equal with God? And you say, Preacher, what are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about eternity. And there's any number of folks around us, and we're uh, not going to start calling off names. Don't want to embarrass anybody. But uh, you and I, as the church, need to, uh, and folks, I, I got to say this before I get started. I love you love all of you, but I want to see people saved. I want to see our church grow. And it seems to me like that we're getting more and more into uh, feelings and uh, what makes us feel good. And uh, I don't know at the times in the last uh, six months to a year, I've heard, did y'all have a spiritual service this morning? We had people jumping up and down and shouting. Well, Okay, fine. God puts a shout on your hat. You better let it go. But folks, this evening, that is not the whole of the thing. He said, let us be witnesses unto Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. Go and teach them, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And what I'm getting at is, folks, uh, there is an issue, I think, that uh, some folks in the church uh, are letting or losing sight of, is that we get so excited that heaven is eternal. Oh boy, we're going to be forever. We're going to be with God. Well folks, I'm going to talk to you about some things this evening that you might not want to talk about. Uh, But I do, (laughs) uh, kind of odd for me, but I do entitle the message this evening as eternity. This evening, eternal. Hell is going to be just as long It's heaven. Hell is going to be just as long as heaven. And uh, and I'll get to it again in a little bit. But in John chapter verse 19 and verse 30, uh, Jesus makes this statement uh, from the cross, it is finished. Now, folks, I, I know uh, you run into them all the time. People are like, well, I'm looking for a sign. I'm looking for something uh, to strike me that I would get saved. Uh, or, or the old adage is, you know, I'm as, I'm as good as uh, so-and-so up the road or down the road. And uh, you may very well be as far as outward and physical. But folks, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That's which is born of the Spirit of Spirit. Uh, Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. <laughs> my good works, Ephesians uh, 2, 8 and 9, not by my works, but by faith, grace and faith. Not by my works. And, and I, I just want to remind us. Uh, Paul told Timothy, Peter uh, a couple of times mentioned it in uh, his epistles, remind the people uh, of uh, what is in this old book uh, this evening uh, and as I said uh, Romans chapter three if you will down about verse ten eleven and twelve uh, and we're we're going to read some things here uh, uh, to you this evening and uh, <clears throat> there's none that understandeth there's none that seeketh after God Now I know I've said this Many, many times over the years and so forth, uh, God come looking for me. I didn't go looking for God when I got saved. (laughs) I I didn't have that understanding. Verse 12, it says, They are all gone out of the way. They are altogether become unprofitable. There is none uh, that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. Uh, Their tongues, they have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips. I'm going to stop there this evening. My friend, what I want to get at is uh, we live in a world today that there is no fear of God anymore. We have uh, I, some of you that are my age or maybe a little older can remember when uh, you used to be able to uh, pray in school. You used to be able to, I can remember when I was in high school, a bunch of uh, folks used to carry their Bibles around like a textbook. They, they carried it everywhere they went. And you can't do that today. We have so far removed God from our society that we have so many people out there today that, Simply have no fear of God. They they're they're not looking for him to come back. They're not looking for him to cast judgment upon them. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a little bit more in a minute. But this is where we are in our world today. Uh, verse eighteen, we're still in Romans chapter three, verse eighteen it says, I have no fear of God before their eyes. They don't fear God. They don't." don't want to go too far back to the past, but uh, I can remember when the old church, I, I can still remember back that far, the old church used to sit over here. And uh, when people went by the building on Sunday evening, people didn't really want to come back by, by this building. They didn't want to come this way. I remember one time uh, when I was just a kid, uh, Dad worked out of town. And there were some problems with the exhaust. You know what? I bet y'all could hear me better if I put this on, couldn't you? And finishing the story, the exhaust system was messed up on the car. And he came around the road going to get some parts to fix it with. And uh, it's on a Sunday morning. Church was going on. I can remember just around the road here, he slowed down so the car wouldn't make any more noise than it had to until he got past the church. People had respect for the church, had respect for the people of the church. Folks, that's gone today. You can uh, walk out here and stand in front of the church in a few minutes and there'll be uh, who knows what goes flying by here like this as an interstate uh, instead of a little one lane road. We have no fear of God. We have allowed Him... Uh, you know, we could uh, go off on a tangent of taking prayer out of schools. The folks, my fear and my... Uh, I'll just say it. It's not so much we got uh, prayer out of school. But we've got it out of the home. Mm-hmm. We've got it out of the home this morning. We, we, we have no fear. And folks... Uh, Elizabeth Baptist Church was planted here to be a light to shine out into a lost and dark and sinful world. Jesus is light, Satan is darkness. Uh, verses uh, three and four of the chapter, uh, still in chapter uh, Romans chapter three. I'm going to just come back. and I do better if I read, so bear with me if you will. It says, For what is if some uh, did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? The next verse says, God forbid. I'm going to tell you what, whether anybody gets saved or not, when anybody comes and accepts Christ or not, guess what? Somewhere in some time down the way... Uh, and He's not going to tarry. I know we got to wait and watch. But the time has been set. God's got it set. And when that time comes, Jesus is going to come and call the church out. And whatever other things have to uh, happen, uh, there's going to come another time that He's going to come back and He's going to judge the world. He's going to judge People are going to be cast into a lake of fire. I'm getting ahead of myself. But let me back up. Folks, this this evening. uh, Verse 22 down through about verse 26. I'll not uh, turn and read all that uh, to you. Um, But let me read verse 26 to you. It says, To declare, I say at this time, His righteousness, that He might be the just and the justifier of them that believe in Jesus. I I hope I get something across to you tonight. Uh, The devil's uh, trying to wear me out this evening. But uh, if we would only... It sounds like I want to beat somebody up with a ball bat, and I really don't. But folks, your family, my friends, your friends, our families. We have loved ones that are going to die and go to hell. And it's a real place. It's not, uh, you know, I've crossed paths with a few folks in churches and uh, somehow there are those out there. Oh, folks, it is a wonderful, beautiful thing that you're at Elizabeth Baptist Church. The Holy Spirit is still here. We have buildings uh, across West Virginia uh, and not, all that far away from us, that have a nice row of pews down the uh, down the middle, uh, podium up front, and a steeple out front with a big cross on to it, and they don't know no more about God than uh, the door dog back then. They don't. They have no fear. They they're looking for what can be got for them today. They're looking for uh, I'm not sure what they're looking for exactly. The folks. It is appointed unto man once to die. And after that, there is a judgment. We're all going to stand together. I'm going to give an account for what I have said here tonight. Uh, you're going to have a, uh, give an account for what you do with what is said here tonight. And the laws are going to give an account for their rejection of of Jesus Christ one more time. On the cross He said it's finished. You know why it was finished? Jesus don't have to do anything else for salvation. Uh, as I said a moment ago, there's people looking for uh, some great something to jump all over them or strike them or uh, some sign. The only sign is given is that Jesus went to the cross. That's the only sign you're going to get. Folks, tonight, uh, in Matthew chapter 5, we've been studying up at uh, Campbell, uh, Ma- Matthew chapter 5, for the last couple of weeks on Wednesday night. And this is what God thinks and how God responds to sin. Uh, let me look back at my notes, you yeah, Down about verse 29, 30 along through there, it's also in the uh, Gospel of Luke. God said, or Jesus said, t- talking to the disciples, it would be better if your eye offend you. If it's causing you to sin, it would be best for you to pluck your eye out and go around with only with one eye. Cut your hand off. Uh, Luke talks about cutting your foot off. And you say, well, preacher, that's not exactly what he meant. No, he was talking about the attitude of your heart. But folks, God also, i, th- I think I really think we can apply here that it would be better for you and I to go through life lame... Crippled and still go to heaven rather than have all of our uh, body parts and not and miss heaven tonight. Uh, you know, we, we think of God. I said this this morning. We think of God as love. We've painted uh, Jesus in this wonderful, beautiful picture that oh He's never going to let anything happen to anybody. He's just all going to love us and take us. and uh, you read the obituaries today, and uh, almost every one of them will tell you, oh, he went to be with the Lord. He's in his heaven. He's in uh, folks um, some of those folks I know him, and that wasn't the way they lived. The folks this morning, this evening. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He paid the price. There's absolutely no reason that you can't have salvation. And I'm saying this that we might understand what our friends and neighbors are looking at this evening. Who's going to be equal with God? Who who can hold that this evening? This is the weight that God puts on sin. Uh, (laughs) As I was talking about the love, you yeah, God right now He does love you. But you know there is one thing that God hates, and that is sin. God hates sin. He doesn't, He, doesn't want it in our life. Uh <clears throat> Kurt, you can correct me if I'm wrong or anyone else for that matter, but hell has been expanded because of so many people going there. Uh You know, I've heard people around this community say this. I ain't going nowhere where I ain't wanted. Well, folks, if you go to hell, you're going somewhere where you ain't wanted. Wasn't intended for man. God has no desire that any should perish. Heaven or hell. Trust Or rejection. It's an attitude. What do you think of it? What do you think of God? Do you really believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sin? Do you, do they really believe, uh, that God just wants to do something about it? Uh, God is light. You know, that's one of the things I'm gonna think I'm, I, I, going to like about heaven. If you go back in the Old Testament or ancient history, uh, cities, uh, most of them had a wall built around them and they had a gate. you remember back at uh, Jerusalem and uh, Nehemiah and all them? They was rebuilding the wall and fixing the wall and putting up new gates and all those things. And, and at night, they closed the gate. And in heaven, there is going... <laughs> I, I love this. Pearls, big enough to be gates... And I've often wondered how they're going to get them things closed. You know what? They're not. Because it's always going to be day there. But, folks, I don't know if you've ever been anywhere that you've experienced utter darkness. But if you go to hell, there will be no light there. I'll get into some other things about it in just a moment. But. There'll be no light there. I, I remember. I can't remember where. It was in West Virginia or Virginia. I can't remember. But uh, one time on vacation, we went down into a cavern. And uh, the tour guide turned out all the lights. And he said, go ahead, hit yourself in the face because you can't see it coming. There is no light in here. Then he turned the light back on and showed us this little pool. And there were some really pretty trout fish in a pond uh, in there. And they didn't have any eyes. Didn't need them. That's where they were born. That's where they would die. The utter darkness. Folks, this evening, until you've experienced that, I'm not sure you can uh, truly understand the absence. And this is what you have when you uh, go into the lake of fire is the absence of God. The absence of hope. I want to talk to you about three different people and they're all related to riches. Uh, the first one uh, uh, is a rich young ruler. Uh, comes to Jesus, what do I need for salvation? What do I need? He told him, well, did you keep the law? Oh yeah, I've kept the law of Moses. He said, well, uh, sell all that you have, give it to the poor and take up your cross and follow me. Whoa, no, wait a minute. I don't trust you that much. I got a lot of wealth. I've got a lot of stuff and influence and so forth. And he went away sorrowful. And folks, I find nowhere in scripture that that young man ever came back. Him and Jesus never passed, past crawl, cross, or cross paths again. And we're all familiar. We've taught this one in uh, Sunday school when we were just little fellas, a rich man and Lazarus. I want talk to you about the rich man and Lazarus for just a little bit. Uh, here's what he thinks of hell. He had a conversation with uh, Abraham. that conversation went kind of like this. Begged, a rich man begged for just a drop of water. Begged that somebody, uh, Lazarus or somebody, would go back and tell his brother. He didn't want his brothers to come there. Remember that part of the story. But I'm one of them kind of people, I, I I think too much sometimes. And I have thought about this. You know, there was a question you would think he would ask, but he never asked. And that question was, when do I get out of here? When is this going to be over for me? And he did ask that question because he knew the answer to that question. He knew he was going to be where he was for eternity. For eternity. Then there was another rich fellow. Had his barn so full of stuff that he just decided that he was going to have to tear them down and build some more barns. There just wasn't enough space to carry all the stuff that he had. And he said, I'm going to tell my soul to eat, drink, and take that ease and everything's going to be wonderful. I've got enough. And you know what Jesus said to him? One of the few places in Scripture that we justifiably see the word fool. Thou fool, this night thy soul will be required of thee. Now, I don't know when the young man uh, passed on to meet uh, his judgment. Uh, we know that the rich man in the story of Lazarus that, that he did. But the point I want to make to you tonight is, is none of us have a promise Of tomorrow. We have no promise of tomorrow. Our loved ones have no promise of tomorrow. Have no promise of tomorrow. We we do not know when God is going to say, Your time is up. Today, your soul will be required of thee. Uh, uh, We we just don't know. Uh, And the world. Today, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for uh, those riches and uh, influence. They're they're looking for that place that uh, they can throw these lavish parties. That's what uh, poor old Lazarus was uh, eating on was the leftovers that came from the rich man's house. We're looking for that uh, glorious time that we can say, you know what? I don't have to do this anymore. I'm going to just go to the house. I've got plenty stored up, stacked up. Folks, we don't know when time for you and I will come to a close. I want want to talk to you for just a little bit about a place called hell. Uh, In Revelations 20 and 21, it is called the lake of fire. The worm dieth not, the fire is not quenched, and it's eternal. And you know how you get there? You get there by not having your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. There's going to be a book open. We'll stand before that great white throne and we're going to look in the book. Or God's going, to, or Jesus is going to look in the book. And if your name's not written in that book, I'm sorry. But that's that. Then Revelation 21.8 calls it the second death. Total death utter, complete separation from God. Today, there is hope. Today, there's even, uh, I may not be appropriately using the word promise here, but uh, there is a promise. There is that hope today. But at that time, there'll be no hope. As I talked about for a few minutes ago, there's uh, we in this world. All oh, we love, the Lord just loves us so much. But right there, He's going to show us that He meant what He said. His Son, whosoever will let Him come, I'll not. He He says that any who will call on His name, He will in no wise cast out. Folks, there is coming a time, and you know I did uh, speak to you about Ephesians chapter eight and nine. uh, Not of works, you know, there is going to be a group that come before Jesus uh, in the judgment, and they're going to give him all. They're going to give him all kinds of things that they have done, their works, (laughs) and I think Jesus is going to be as patient as patience can be. He's going to hear them out. But He says, depart from Me, you workers of iniquity, I never knew you. It's a personal relationship with God. And folks, what I, I hope I'm getting across to us tonight is that somehow we need to reach those that are lost tonight. We need to reach the those... Uh, it, it breaks my heart, but there are so many of our brothers and sisters in Christ who are sitting at home Doing nothing. God said, Go ye be ye witnesses in the world. I know it's a cliche to some extent, but folks, your car in a parking lot, people up and down the road know your car. So even if they're passing by tonight, they know when you left the house this afternoon or this morning and came to church this morning. They know that. And folks, the thing is, is we need I love you folks, but we need to be telling them about the Lord this morning. See, uh, Many years ago, uh, my sinuses bothered me, folks. There was a play, and I can't remember the name of it, some of you folks that know those kind of things, but um, groups of people were coming down and uh, being judged. God was dealing with them. And two young men came down the aisle in this play and all they were just so happy and lucky and God looked at one of them and said, yeah, come on in. The other one, He said, didn't know you. Go away. And what really bothered me about that, uh, about that play, about that young man, as he was going down, <laughs> they made it this way, as he went down the back stairs and came into the basement, you could hear him hollering from the basement. Why didn't you tell me? I thought we were friends for years and you never said a word. You know, it's wonderful to live a Christian life. It is wonderful to uh, come to church and have your car in the parking lot and people see you coming to church and, and all those good things. But sometimes, folks, we've got to stop and talk to them. Got to remind them. Got to tell them about the Lord this evening. Got to tell them. Uh, Matthew chapter 3, Luke chapter 3, speaks of hell as an unquenchable fire. Jesus said it's finished. Uh, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, the death and judgment. Every one of us is going to face that. uh, How are you going to face that this evening? Because folks, Jesus didn't... Said it is finished. I know nothing, I understand nothing. Some of you better Bible students can correct me if I'm wrong, but there is absolutely nothing left that Jesus needs to do to secure salvation. And there's, as far as I understand prophecy, there's nothing standing between him and the time that God says, Son, go bring the church home. And there's nothing between that time and the, and the time that he's going to say, "Go get the rest of them." And it's time to be judged. And if you'll read uh, 20, 21 of Revelations, I'm going to paraphrase a few things out of it. Not get into reading all of it. But the great, the small, the free, the bond, the bound—those are slaves those that have been buried at sea, what I'm getting at is, folks, all of those, the grave and everything, they're all going to be brought up. Even hell is going to give up the dead that is in it that they might be in that great white throne judgment. I guess the thing that I want to say is, is, folks, that's one place you ain't going to miss. If you're here and you're lost or you're out there in the community somewhere and you're lost, they're not going to miss that day. They're not going to miss that time. It's coming. Uh, and one more time, folks, I love you. I love your friends and neighbors. I, I hope somehow we've stirred each other uh, that we would be more about the Father's business this morning. Uh, I, I want to throw one more verse at you, one more thought. If you remember Jesus, when He was just a little fellow, they all went up to the temple and worshiped and everything, and then Jesus kind of hung back and and so forth. And Mary was upset with Him when He found Him. He said, why have you treated me and your father this way? And He looked at her. I think He looked at her with a little bit of astonishment in His face. Know you not that I must be about my father's business? Well, I know most of you, and most of you know me, so I'll just say it this way. Uh, When your fathers and mothers told you to do something, y'all did it, didn't you? God has given us a directive. Go tell the world about eternity. Because folks, (laughs) I I do have to say this before I close this evening. I mentioned it in the message this morning. There's two foundations in the world. A man built a house. On a rock, storms come, all the disasters that could come, and that house stood. God, who cannot lie, promised salvation if we'll come and gag it. But there was another fellow that built his house on the sand, and the storms came, and all that came, and it fell. And Scripture says it didn't, the Scripture doesn't say it just fell. But it said great was the fall thereof. I don't know who you know uh, as a great minister or a great soul winner. But think of that person for just a few minutes being lost and not telling anybody else about Christ. That would be a great loss, wouldn't it? That would be a great trend. Folks, you are capable of winning souls to the Lord just as much as any great minister that ever lived. Let's not build our house on the sand. Let's build it on that solid foundation. God is my rock. Uh, Isaiah chapter 40, He's my rock. He's my refuge tonight. Carl, if you would give us a song of invitation, be anything on anybody's heart this evening. Grant to the Lord, let God have His way in your life this evening.